So from what you're saying, it sounds like this decision had just as much to do with business as it did with the science. Well, so I, it really had a lot to do with what um, we thought people would be able to tolerate. Republicans seek to take control of the House of Representatives. Republicans are going to retake both the House and Senate. A liberal MSNBC host warning Democrats about the potential for a red wave. Do we have any sort of canary in the coal mine type indications of where we may be headed on that front? Fox News is calling the Virginia governor's race for Republican Glenn Youngkin. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. Welcome back to another holiday edition of the Ruthless Variety Program. No rest for the weary here. Seriously, hardest working team in showbiz. Yeah. Our, our last episode of the year. Good Lord, it is, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Man, that's really come up quick. But you notice, I mean, fellas, we didn't take any time off. Yet. None, none. We don't stop. We don't no. stop. We're not like, you know, Biden just giving up, throwing in the towel and saying you can't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the audio that we let in with the program was the director of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, who uh, we'll get into later in the program. But suffice it to say, had some extremely interesting guidance uh, to provide for the American people. I mean, just it's on. Yeah, it's it really interesting. Uh, basically, their idea of science is, you know, we'll gu our guidelines will be how much boot you allow on your neck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then we'll just take it from there. Like, since when has the CDC been in the business of toleration? Right. I thought you this know. was about science. <laughs> it was about following the science. And I remember, I'm old enough to remember... When the libs were like, listen, we have to have an absolute complete shutdown. We're not going to let Donald Trump let Americans die for the stock market. Joe Biden right now is just sending Americans to their death for the stock market. That's what he's doing right now. He yeah, that's OK. Economic now. numbers. No, it's good. Are horrible. <laughs> he sees that like, you know, you uh, there, there's how many ships off 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 the coast of this country that can't get their goods in here. And he's like, you know what? Uh, when it was journos and everyone can work from home from their laptops. Yeah, you know, you should quarantine for 14 days. No big deal. We can have shutdowns. Let those Southerners die. They are they are morally repugnant people. For yeah, because they COVID. got COVID. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but now, oh, oh, well, anyone can catch COVID, even if you're wearing masks, even if you've been vaccinated. Well, you know what? That's uh, not so actually, bad. we should cut back on 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 it. <laughs> you know, you know, under they're okay with letting. You know, working class folks die as long as they can work from home from their laptops. Like, oh, it can be it can be a shutdown as long as it doesn't affect me. Now it's affecting them and see how quickly their tune has changed. Yeah, it's 100 percent right. We're going to end up getting into this in, in some detail later in the program. But uh, look, guys, I saw this uh, as many of our listeners undoubtedly saw a documentary over the weekend about John Madden, um, who, of course, was the Hall of Fame broadcaster. CBS, then Fox. Um, if you haven't seen it, try to check it out. It was a incredible look into the life of a guy who changed the lives of a lot of people. You know, some people not even sports fans, but I, I he basically narrated a good part of my childhood as a football fan and was a damn good guy. We lost him yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I have to begrudgingly respect John Madden. I'm a Broncos fan. He, he was a big part of the Raiders organization. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's sad to see someone who was so important today to the city of Las Vegas, built a great organization there, passed away. He'll never be forgotten. He's a, he is a, a, a very important guy, and we really appreciate uh, everything that he provided for the world of entertainment, the world of sports, and a lot of things that we appreciate. So. He became a head coach in the NFL at the age of 32. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is just incredible. And he also kind of looked the same from 32 to 80. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. kind of had the exact. I remember he came into McConnell's office when I was working there. This is probably like 2000. Are you serious? You got yeah. to meet John Madden? Yeah. This oh, is probably man, like 2008 awesome. or 2009. He was doing a, 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 a then Redskins game and they were walking around the Capitol and he came into McConnell's office and I was like, holy shit, I got to go out and see this guy, right? He's like, I mean, a, a yeah. hero. And so I run out and I go into the front office and this dude's standing there. And I'm not kidding. He is a mountain. He was a mountain of a man. The only thing, he was just couldn't have been nicer and, you know, exactly on air as he was in person. I mean, making observations about the fireplace and like, look at that. It looks like it's all. Yeah, commentator. You know, it looks like it's 1880 or something. Yeah. That's <laughs> unbelievably old. Um so he was exactly the same, but he, I just remembered his he was just immense stature. It was impossible to agree. He walked into a room and everybody just sort of turned and, and lo- looked at him and listened to him. He was a the, the, the coolest thing about John Madden that I remember was the Madden Cruiser. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. RV that he would use. Because he didn't fly, right? Yeah. So, he, I mean, he was um, this terrible claustrophobia, hated planes. And in like the late 70s, early 80s, he just swore off flying and was like, I'm going to get this like pimped out RV and drive everywhere. Yeah. Um, And so he did that, you know, he crisscrossed the country. You just love seeing the sights and stuff. He has this great quote. I want to read on that uh, because it applies a little bit to politics. Obviously he said, this is seeing our country. I've always said a congressman should ride across country, not drive because you can't see when you drive, you have to ride. You have to be a witness to America. Oh, that's, oh, it's so good. Such a good quote. That's just a perfect example of who that guy Down to is. earth guy. So, so my favorite uh, memory of Madden is probably, I think it was, what was it when Michael Vick had the cover? Was it Madden 2004? Yeah. I think it was Madden 2004. It was like the first year they introduced Hit Stick, which is like, yeah. you can tackle super super hard. Truck stick, yeah. So, yeah. so me and my buddies would be playing, and like you miss tackles <laughs> so hard when you do that. And it's the same where you got Michael Vick. So anyone who's got Michael Vick is just like running touchdown after touchdown. Because <laughs> you're just trying, trying to hit stick him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I mean, here's the thing. The reason why I think we wanted to open up with a little bit about Madden is we've talked a lot about the inspirations for Ruthless. And, and obviously there's the Rush Limbaugh's and the conservative media that we've all talked about in our own individual lives. But the thing that I've always taken about John Madden is that he got into the business and, and didn't care how it was done before him, right? He didn't he didn't care about what the rules that should apply to a color man right. on TV. He was just going to be him, yeah, right? And I think as far as extrapolating and far be it from us to try to compare ourselves to a legend like that, but it is a little bit like coming and talking about politics on this program. We don't actually know what we're doing, and that's kind of what works. Right, it was what Madden says is like, you know, people will describe um hits a bunch of different ways i say boom because <laughs> my, my, my the guy hits him boom and, and that's the thing is my my favorite memory of him commentating at a game wasn't him you know because the guy had insights he clearly knew what he was talking about when it came to football but it wasn't him breaking down some like insight on here's how the defense should run it was i think it was a thanksgiving game he he was covering and they like brought out uh, a thanksgiving turkey the, the turkey he revolutionized and, it and the guy like he didn't carve the turkey. He grabbed it with his hands and starts just like tearing it apart <laughs> in half, being like, you know, this is the best part of the turkey. You got to get this. Just like with his hands. The guy had paws. Totally. Like, oh, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, uh, well, we got some five star fellas. Do you want to you want to get into this? 
Let's go. Let's go. Always, always, you know, we do this for the listeners. It's fantastic. I'll, 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 I'll take the uh, first one. Okay. It is called The Second Best Gift. Five-star review from, it looks like, Sweet Baby K with threes instead of E's. It is Ruthless is the second best gift you can give yourself behind only going to sleep by 10 p.m. That's the truth. That's true. <laughs> the three hosts are great. But the sprinkling of Hollywood Hen and Ashbrook make it even better. Agreed. If Agreed. you need common sense talking points to defend yourself against Blue Hair Brigade, this is the podcast for you, Keith. Thank nice. you, Keith. I love that. Awesome. Uh, next one here, friend of the program, five stars. I'm getting my graduate degree in Israel, and you guys make me laugh every week. Wow, no, international listeners. Love it. I love about it. that. I cannot wait to listen. And Israelis on the bus think I'm some sort of mental patient when I burst out laughing. <laughs> Ruthless has made it worldwide. Keep it up, fellas. I That's love great. that. I love that. This is from Philly Game Guy. Um, he says, this is one of the best po- podcasts on the planet for politics and keeping yourself educated on many topics. I'd love to shout my love from the uh, roof t- rooftop of the tallest building in Indianapolis. Oh, come on. <laughs> Which, according to Smug, is a red- renovated photo mat <laughs> you get great interviews across politics and politicians field experts and those ensconced in the important issues like education economics and politics these guys in hollywood hen do a good job of keeping you informed in a way that um, that you bear educated and engaged as 22 and 24 approach this should be your go-to podcast to stay in the know on important issues like Build Back Better and the roving gangs of killer authors. That's right. <laughs> the most important issues of our time. He encapsulated it all right there. <laughs> he got it all. Yeah. I love it. Well, thanks, Philly Game Guy. That's a, That's an awesome five-star. Let's get into the meat of the program. Yes. Um, so, I mean, look, you're in any, any community anywhere in the country, you're inundated with news about COVID. And you may have noticed there's some conflicting information that's coming it's out here. Funny how that keeps happening. Weird. Funny how that keeps happening. I thought that they were going to take the politics out of the science. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like it's it's difficult to not become blackpilled every day when it's like conspiracy theory a year ago is truth now, where they're like, Oh, actually, you know, well, I, I think the prime example is you have an administration right now who ran on ending the pandemic, right? Uh, I highlighted there's this great tweet from Kamala who's like, when me and Joe Biden are, are, are running the show, we're going to end this pandemic. Yeah, day one, first priority. We are a year into their administration, it's and it's worse. Objectively worse. Objectively. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's not a little worse. According to the scientists, according to the numbers by any metric, it's only gotten worse. And this is when they were handed off vaccines. They were already handed off uh, people who had a year of expertise. They were handed off. I mean, Trump gave them everything on a platter to solve this problem. Right. Yeah. And and for this result, for, for Joe Biden to be like, you know what, guys, there's no federal response. I'm, I just got back from Christmas vacation. I'm about to jump in the chopper and hit the beach again later. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, let's, so, let's, let's play that audio again real quick here. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. Oh. Oh, oh there is no federal. There's Wait, no why federal are you running solution. for president again? Because I thought that was your entire platform. Yeah. Let's get, you know what? Let's go back to 2020 on Biden, because I think there was a debate answer that may apply to some of this. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. 
It's his ineptitude that caused the, virus, caused the country to have to shut down in large part. Why businesses have gone under, why schools are closed, why so many people have lost their living, and why they're concerned. Those other concerns are real. That's why he should have been, instead of in a sand trap in his golf course, he should have been negotiating with Nancy Pelosi. So the, the irony of this, let's just, let's just go at it, right? Because <laughs> the irony of this is the sand trap quote is is the 2020 the 2021 version of this is him literally standing in the sand with his dog right currently as we record this he's on Rehoboth Beach pulling, on vacation pulling the tail of his dog which smug. which also you know I I have a huge issue with that that is such a weirdo thing to do and he does it repeatedly like I can't remember how he injured himself uh, yeah, remember he broke his leg with the dog yeah, or something? And, and, yeah, and, and the ex explanation He was coming out of the like, shower. He was getting out of the shower, and he pulled his dog's tail. <laughs> like, why does this dude keep doing this? Like, this is a very strange thing. Anyone who's been around dogs for a very little amount of time knows that's, like, probably the most threatening thing you can do, right? <laughs> this is like this is like it. It's like Lenny from of Mice and Men. <laughs> Petting the rabbits too hard. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to do. It's super weird. Petting the rabbits too hard. Well, I mean, it would be less funny if the first dog didn't have to get booted out. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, you know what? For some odd reason, this dog is hostile. Yeah, he's agitated. Let's Why see, is this dog a agitated? A naked old man's been pulling its tail. <laughs> and here we are. He's got a new puppy. He's like, maybe this time it'll be different, folks. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know if you saw the video of him pulling the tail on the beach. It was so weird. But he's sitting there fully masked up with Jill on the There's beach. There's like no one on the beach. There's on a beach with a like a absolute stiff breeze coming into the yeah. in the middle and there's not a person to be seen and he's fully masked he is and, and, and not even jill is and she's a doctor folks oh yeah but we have to listen that. to the doctors That's, you <laughs> she wasn't wearing that. a mask the fact that he's he's in a mask pulling a dog's tail alone on a beach there is nothing weirder <laughs> so you might ask yourself why is it why is it that people like rochelle walensky a scientist are revising their estimates and revising their guidance based on no science at all, but based on you know what she said was whether people can tolerate the situation or not. Because that's not what the CDC does. Right? Right. It, it tells you what the science is, yeah. and then you make the decision from a political discussion basically about that's when people understand what you can tolerate right. or not. She's, right? she's really embracing the control in Center of Disease Control. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the control that she's got her eye on. So, But you might ask yourself why, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. This is, this is it. This administration has absolutely zero, and I mean zero, interest in the science None. of COVID. None. They really don't. It's the politics of COVID that have mattered since day one. Yeah. Right? And that's how they've gotten everybody to bunker down. They've told people that they can't go to work, that their kids can't go to school, that they have to wear masks, two masks at times, take one, two, three shots. It's why you can't get distribution of mononuclear uh, monoclonal anti antibodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's all of those things because th they want control of the political environment. Well, right. now that's spun out of control. Yeah. And, and if you want to know what constituency in this country Joe Biden and the Democratic Party are responsive to, look how they've made their decisions. For the first time, for the first time, very first time, this COVID has managed to disrupt and, and, and inconvenience a very highly upper class on the coasts of this country. Yes. Right. For the first time, they can't, their supply chains 
are having a, there's a problem getting my stuff. Yeah. yeah. I can't get my stuff. That's the, that's the problem for them. I right. can't. That's the problem yeah, for them. Yeah, I can't get it, right? And, and then and then, you know, like, oh my gosh, my favorite football team or baseball or hockey team, they have oh, what's all with all of these things? Like I can't watch my stuff. Right. Right? They care not a shit. About the people who have actually been doing the work. Doing the work that got us through this entire thing. Right. The first responders, the restaurateurs, the, the all the truck of, drivers, the truck drivers, all the people who've been working their asses off to try to get us through this, basically turning a blind eye to the CDC guidance in the, in the event of trying to make a living for their families and provide provide the goods and services that we need as a country. They could they don't care. Can, can no. I say something specifically about the truck drivers? Like these are folks who have been working at a grueling pace. Getting what this country needs when we're we're facing a pandemic, right? And and these are the folks who 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 the Biden administration puts the most restrictions on, right? Right. Part of the reason is is, is uh, that we're facing supply chain issues is out in Los Angeles. They completely changed uh, the the lives changed the rules on uh, acceptable emissions, acceptable trucks that can come through and 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 move supplies if it comes through their docks, and then. Now the Biden administration is demanding that all these businesses have to have these requirements. If you're sitting alone in a truck, if you're sitting alone in a truck for like 16 hours a day, right, trying to bring supplies to people, he wants to make sure that you're vaccinated. Like how, like how, if it's an individual's choice, if they speak to their doctor, if that's what's predicated upon, then what the hell does that have to do with someone sitting alone? It's just in a car? ideological. It has absolutely no basis in science. But here's the thing that really gets me, and here's the tell. Okay, right, the tell is. There is not a lick of science, and they don't try to provide it for you. No. In changing a guidance from a 10-day quarantine <laughs> to a five-day quarantine. They don't even say it. The, own, the director of the CDC right. doesn't name a thing of science no. that changes the protocol. So, well, so what is it? Well, you know, if, if, if you would have tolerated 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or a year, we would have done that. That, that. Basically is what she's admitting. But I'll tell you what it really is. What it really is is you're looking at a country that just had like thousands of flights canceled across the country for people trying to get home after Christmas. Yep. Yeah. They can't get there because of the guidance that they put in place about the 10-day quarantine. So rather than think about the health of the workers who are out there in revising their guidance, they just want to make sure these flights go because they're East Coast elite assholes. Right. Got to get pissed home. off about getting home. <laughs> and, and That's on, it. Yeah. On, on a very personal level, one of the things that makes me angry is when they had these like restrictions on how long you had to quarantine, you know, Dalvin Cook, who's on my fantasy team, I would have had the crown this year. This is Holmes. the important stuff. Like, I think it's coming down to Holmes and, and, and friend of the program, Jeremy Hughes, to get the yeah. championship in our league. Dalvin Cook shouldn't have had to sit that road. It would have been very difficult for but, me to root against Dalvin Cook. But real way. quick to get uh, back to Rochelle Walensky for a second, uh, CDC director. This I thought was very interesting. ABC News has video this morning they said uh latest the newly updated cdc guidelines don't require testing at the end of isolation because yeah. pcr tests can stay positive for up to 12 weeks cdc director rochelle walensky tells good morning america interesting 12 oh. 12 weeks but, wow. wait, but, but, but that was the guidance before that's right that that's was right. the guidance so you see this shifting dynamic right, right. no longer do you need a pcr test to re-enter the workforce okay so where's the sign what let's describe that it's 12 weeks well how long did you know that how long did we right. know How that? long did they know that? I mean, a lot of these, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating of how anyone who, who, who said, okay, uh, can we get some 
evidence on this? Like, what's the reasoning behind this? Where, like, you could get booted off of off of Twitter, off of any social media for for asking any questions. You know, let alone trying to post a picture about Hunter that is being told that that's Russian disinformation. And now it's like, okay, we're going to change the rules. We're going to say instead of ten days, it's five days. But we're telling you, it's not based on science. It's based on what could be economically tolerable. So that was tolerable for you guys for close to two years now. That right. was it. As long as it politically affected someone other than themselves right right so that's the that's the change but here like if you want to know if you want to know like if you can see through any sort of political rhetoric you just go right to the source with jen rubin right <laughs> because nobody and i mean nobody can straight face complete hypocrisy better than this woman and so she tweets yesterday as we recognize the COVID-19, <laughs> I almost can't get it out. As you recognize the COVID-19 is not a deadly or even severe disease for the vast majority of Americans, we can stop agonizing over cases and focus on those who are hospitalized or at risk of dying. Oh, she got the talkers. Oh, my God. She literally works for two organizations that had a cases ticker up right. for the entirety of the Trump administration. Yeah. A cases tech. No, cases don't matter. She's anymore. like, oh no, no. But by that, by the way, she's also saying it's not a deadly or even severe disease. Well, she's wrong. She's wrong. Right. Right. We are not people who who hype COVID, who talk about you know scaremongering shit with COVID. I think we're all pretty much aware of what COVID is at this point. Right. If you're like elderly or if you're physically vulnerable in some ways, it is not that it's not a deadly and severe disease. It's a very deadly and severe disease. And you have to take the precautions. That's not, but th these talkers are now out that, oh, don't worry about COVID. Are you fucking kidding me? It's amazing. And here's the thing is like, imagine if she, if she tweeted that a year ago, like oh. gone. No, she would have been fired. Gone. She would have been fired from the Washington Post and MSNBC as a contributor. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is why don't you take a look back? All, 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 all the things that they say, everything that the left was pushing, because basically, you know, they're like, this shouldn't be politicized. They spent an entire presidential campaign politicizing it. They yeah. Demon and, 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 and what really, you know, grinds my gears is they politicized to this to the point that they created an out group. They're like, those Southerners, they deserve to die. It's a moral failing that they have COVID. For, for, for how long were they pushing that on us? That like, right. oh, the reason it's Trump voters, it's Trump people who are dying. It's the South. Yep. And now you're seeing that you're, these hospitalizations are happening across the country. It doesn't matter. And, no and the Northeast is getting slammed. And no acknowledgement that the South may have gotten it right. Right. I mean, it's no, unbelievable. No acknowledgement that the that the Southern governors may have handled this the most appropriately we we could. And that's another thing I love is is, it, is now the 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 like admission of Biden saying that like you know what actually folks there's no federal response it's going to be up to the states. I have a great great tweet from from someone uh, that maybe Joe Biden should listen to. It's actually his chief of staff, Ron Klain, <laughs> and uh, it, it's from June twenty fourth, twenty twenty. I've been saying since March that we can't beat COVID with an Articles of Confederation response. <laughs> we have a national government for a reason. If Donald Trump won't use it to beat this killer disease, I know someone who will starting on January 20th, 2021. <laughs> oh, well, guess oh. what? It's funny. It's funny how that works. All these people are just such shameless hypocrites. Back to what you were saying, Holmes, about Jennifer Rubin. Back in December of 2020, here's Jen Rubin. Most stunning with roughly 200,000 new cases a day. <laughs> and close to 3,000 deaths per day. Only 43% of Republicans. And Republican leaners think 
COVID-19 is a major public health threat. I mean, she it's literally one year, literally the exact opposite take. Exact opposite. Yeah. 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 I mean, what in the world? How do these people stay employed? I mean, I, I'm waiting for like the Washington Post and liberals to start saying that actually, you know, maybe give your remectin a shot. I guarantee that's <laughs> right. going to be the next shoe right. to drop. <laughs> if you can't get the monoclonals because we fucked that up, you know, maybe try some ivermectin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but before we get off of this, let's talk about the for a minute about how there is literally no distribution plan whatsoever for any of the shit that, that None treats it. it. None of it. Right. Right. I mean, I remember having lunch with Mike Pence, then vice president in June of 2020. And the only thing that he was focused on, like literally monocularly focused on was they'd come up with a plan that would basically meld all of the logistics companies in America with the American military and our hospital systems to try to get as many trucks out as fast as you could with a vaccine once it was approved. Right. That was like what consumed that guy's day on a day to day basis in the summer of 2020. The administration was all over it. You would think if you were interested in actually preserving life in this country, you would have the same approach to anything that was a treatment plan. We already know that there is vaccine hesitancy in 30% of this country. That's just a fact. The question is whether you can treat somebody once they're ill. They made zero effort. And part of that is because they don't give a shit. Yep. Like what I just explained, they actually don't give a shit because the 30% of people don't matter in their view, right? And they all like, like to believe that they're MAGA Southerners. Well, that's not the case. We already know. There's just as many African-Americans in inner cities that they think are part of their constituency that they also don't give a shit. They've about. already written off. Surprise, surprise, right? These are the people who are ultimately the victims of these guys doing things like not providing testing and, and, and not providing a logistics calendar to try to get newly approved FDA things into the hands of hospitals across this country. Like I thought, it, I thought it was so telling of how like liberals operate where you're hearing that folks can't get their hands on tests that may need it. And then Chris Eliza tweets out a photo of a box full of tests that he has. He's like, this is a Christmas present to myself. That says it right there. It does. <laughs> That's it. It, is, it is stunning though, Holmes. And you, you bring up a really good point with Mike Pence. It's easy to forget what that was like in the early days. Yeah. And like what the Trump administration did this the focus that they had on that the distribution capacity and things like that. We had we had distilleries, we had alcohol companies across this country making hand sanitizer. Yes. Yeah, you know, everybody banded together. I was just I was just drinking some some bourbon the other day from Rabbit Hole in in Louisville, Kentucky. They're one of those people who had like transformed their whole production facility into a place to make hand sanitizer. Yeah. Like that's that's how focused we were in the Trump administration on beating this thing with no vaccines. Yeah, and now the country and now, was pulling together. Right. The country's pulling together. And now Joe Biden, the guy who is going to crush COVID, you know, the guy who's going to shut it down and the guy who's going to bring the country together. He's now. Oh, well, you know, there's no federal solution. Sorry. You're, you're on your own. Good luck getting a test. And I'm flying to Rehoboth beach to to pull my dog's tail yeah. i mean it's a fucking farce <laughs> and, and 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 again i i just i i gotta keep hammering the, right now you're seeing the media give this sympathetic coverage because it's hitting blue states and that's the only reason they're they're taking this turn just wait until like it's a disease it, it it's seasonal it moves like all these same journos were spiking the football joyfully being like oh my god looks like cases in florida are going back up and now they're like Oh wow, this is this is a crisis. But you know what? It doesn't look like it's as serious, and we shouldn't be looking at case numbers all of a sudden. It, it's it's 
wait until they get numbers from red states that start going up because infections are going to go up when you have everyone in the winter going inside yes. in a closed location with an airborne I mean, disease. We said this, we, we, we talked about this at length when we had Marty McCary on the program. But, and, then, and then again, the, the fact that they shortened the quarantine from 10 days. Uh, if you can work from home and get pandemic leave, but once it starts to affect delivery drivers and truckers, and, and already there's political pressure on Biden for why is why is there's this supply chain crisis. All of a sudden, they needed to shorten it once blue collar people started it's having the to delivery. And it's but it's not the blue collar people that they give a shit about. It's the delivery of the goods that they give a shit. That's about. it. Right. That's the that's it right there. It's they it's, just want their goods. They don't care what happens. They don't care whether or not anything happens to the luggage handler of your of your airplane as long as the airplane arrives. Yeah, isn't it funny that as soon as like waiters, flight attendants, truckers, you know, people who make the economy work start having to take time off, the government rushes out new guidance. It's because they want their stuff. Yeah. It, but it's it's not surprising. This, I'll leave it at this. It's not surprising when you know and you hang out with these people, you know what their circle is like. You know the people that they hang out, the Georgetown cocktail parties, the Manhattan receptions, the thing that they value, like, you know, being on the board at the Met and things like that. Like, when you see the things that, that the libs that control things actually value, then you understand what decisions that they make. And in this case, it is not surprising in the least to me that these people will have absolutely egregious guidelines for all of America right up until the point where they can't get their packages on time. That's it. That's all That's all that mattered to them. Um, let's talk about squirrels for a minute. I mean, yeah. Very we, have more, we have more squirrel news. Yeah, dude. This is serious. <laughs> the squirrel epidemic is for real. You'll recall a couple of weeks ago we talked about St. Paul, Minnesota, like chewing through all the holiday lights and all yeah. that stuff. And those were formidable squirrels, but apparently they've gone international. Really? Yeah, there's a bloodthirsty gray squirrel terrorizing a town by biting 18 victims in a 48-hour rampage. 18 and 48? 18 that leaves many people too scared to leave their homes. Oh yeah. God. So this I mean, is according even to the Daily sleep. Mail. Like, that's, that's some production. Yeah, no, it's seriously. A rogue gray squirrel attacked 18 people in a Welsh town of Buckley, Flintshire. Flintshire. Welsh town of Buckley, Flintshire. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is what you get in a country that doesn't have the Second Amendment. Like 18? Come on, man. No one. Somebody's got to take those I guarantee in out. Texas he hit like two before he gets got. <laughs> the rodent began attacking pensioners, children, and pets to the gardens of Buckley, Flintshire last week. Dozens of locals have now been left with cuts on their hands after bites and scratches. Oh, my gosh. It sounds actually terrible. This thing took out. 18 people, including, and we've got great testimonials about how people like literally just walked out of their house and squirrels came out of the trees and just took them down. I mean, it says right here, they nicknamed it Stripe after the evil character from the Gremlins film. I don't recall that. <laughs> well, you're a big uh, Gremlins I'm, I mean, it's a great Christmas film. I don't recall Stripe. <laughs> no, st Stripe's the... Uh, Is that the one with the Mohawk? Yes. Did he have an official name? Yeah. Stripe? Okay. Yeah, the Mohawk one. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like the boss. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, keep your eye on the squirrels, folks. I'm just telling you, I've always had a bad feeling about them. I mean, I've said before we should kill all the bees. And honestly, I wouldn't miss the squirrels either. Well, hold on. We're going to kill all the bees? I, I've advocated. Oh, yeah. No, He's yeah. advocated we, for we, I mean, the I whole mean, the, the, the smoking of them. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it could be problematic for the environment. But, you know. Don't we think this is a... Uh, this has to be like a rabies situation or something, right? Well, I don't know, but if you if you if you've around a lot of squirrels, you'll notice that occasionally they have some different behavior. Like one will give you like a 
like a pump fake, like it's going to charge you and then it'll stop and stare at you and stuff like so that. I, I know folks in New York, if you've been in Stuytown, downtown, Stuyvesant Town, they have, it's strange. Only Stuyvesant Town in New York, in Manhattan, has these black squirrels and they're like, Fearless. Yeah, the, the black one. The, if you're having yes. pizza, they're, they're going to roll up and, and on the bench next to you and be like, okay, they're like, let me have a couple bites, buddy. Like, yeah, in Manhattan, it's true. They say the same thing about red squirrels in the Midwest. But I'll tell you, for all of the Midwesterners listening to me, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. When we grew up, this is like what eight-year-olds did to, to do BB gun BB guns. yep. Right? Yep. Like you could never would there be a squirrel problem. Where I came from. Yeah. Now, I mean, you're not necessarily <laughs> trying to kill these things. Maybe you don't use the, the, the pointed ones. You use the round BBs. No, I used the no, pointed ones, No, no, we were ones, in dude. the pointed one yeah. business. I you had, were a pointy one. I, well, had, uh, I want to say it was like an Eagle Powerline BB and they Pelican. Had, they had like the hollow thing inside oh. of them. Oh, yeah. I, I know was, the ones you're talking about. I was about. out for blood. Yeah, well, the, 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 we actually had a more humane thing where it was like, you don't want to just permanently wound the deal. You want If you're going to shoot it, you might as well take it right out. That's right. My dad actually used to get pissed at me about like if I shot one and it got away that was that was like that's the a, worst thing you could do that's, that's a, a response that's a responsible sportsman right there yeah it was like the worst thing you could do he was very okay. angry about it you never yeah. leave an enemy alive you gotta, did, you did you have a, one of the job. pump one of the pump action yeah it's the pump action. scope no scope no scope no scope no scope, wow. no scope. iron sights yeah you just go straight old school wow e. harvey style <laughs> <laughs> We hit uh, that, is, that, is, that is dark. That is dark. <laughs> is that a fact? Did Lee hit him with the iron I don't know. No, I don't, I don't think so. I just, I'm trying to be controversial. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, oh God, what do we have? In back? completely unrelated news. Yeah. Is Elon going to be China? Of course, it's the smug China segment. Yeah, get on it. Just a quick one. Uh, so Tesla and Elon Musk are facing backlash in China after Beijing's complaint against SpaceX. So it says here, this is an article from MSN. It says, Elon Musk may be Time Magazine's person of the year, but he's not the flavor of the month in China. Beijing's criticism this month of SpaceX satellites is fueling anger against Musk, who had long been one of the most popular Western executives in China, probably because a lot of the stuff... Tesla does is made in China, but uh, the backlash included calls online Wednesday for sanctions against SpaceX and suggestions to boycott Musk's electric uh, car maker, Tesla. Um, here's the really re real detail of why they're pissed off, folks, is um, it's because China is worried the U.S. might get back in the space race. Yeah. If, you know, SpaceX, Elon Musk has done, you know, a lot of ambitious things, has accomplished a lot that NASA, the federal government, weren't unable to do in a very short amount of time. And China wants to win the space race. I remember everyone was mocking President Trump when he made Space Force. This administration clearly doesn't take China or space seriously, and we're seeing the effects of that. Um, so that's what's happening. You know, shout out Elon uh, for trying to help the states win the space race. Manufacture more of that stuff back in America. Yeah, dude, it's important. Like that, I, I don't want to breeze through that too quickly because that's important, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. the guy's single-handedly hand, dragging us back into a very important new frontier, which is great. Um, I want to talk about uh, a, a brain disease called liberalism, uh huh, uh, and it's, how it's it very it, dangerous. It, it's a very, very dangerous brain disease that has popped up with respect to the aforementioned John Madden. Did you guys see this thing that I'm about to talk about? I did. Is it the tweet? I did. This is, is criti tweet? critical Madden theory, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. It's a critical Madden theory. So I first saw it because Portnoy over at Barstool retweeted it. And like, 
the things I love about that guy is he just spots stuff on the internet occasionally. He's got to have like a team that's like, find find the main character of Twitter today. Let's get yeah, him. and let's get him out there. So anyway, there's this guy named Dr. Andrew McGregor. I mean, apparently he's a some professor from Dallas College. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they find these people, but here, here's here's his opening tweet. He's got a string of them, but this is his opening tweet. I have lots of opinions on John Madden. The creation of the Madden video game, it's a football game, right? You guys, everybody knows what we're talking about. Big fan. Yeah. The creation of the Madden video game was not a great development in the U.S. It further glamorized violence and dehumanized black athletes, helping to establish plantation cosplay that has grown worse in the era of fantasy football. Also, (laughs) fantasy football also So, so So fantasy football racist, video games racist. Yeah. This guy goes on to say the video game distanced the reality of the of violent sport from fans and transformed human behaviors into artificial numbers and simulations. It glamorized athletes using their name for profits while encouraging fans to disregard the humanity. Madden built a digital plantation. Are you You know what? Are you kidding me? Tell me you never got invited to pregame in the dorms without telling me that. Like <laughs> it is so obvious this guy's mad about Madden dude. and fantasy football. Dude, as an adult it... dude, like this is very I guarantee this guy got boat raced by some 12-year-old in Madden online. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You got an Xbox just... Live and the guy's like, I bang your mom nonstop. <laughs> He's like, this kid, I will never forgive. <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine just getting embarrassed by some tween on madden and then he probably goes into the chat and he starts posting this bullshit yeah yeah this guy's got like the old school dungeons and dragons setup pal. this guy doesn't have video i can't game. i can't believe like t- what a take like to it's like the video game yeah and, and fantasy football are yeah. dehumanizing people at this point we're talking about the athletes who are making generational wealth like yeah like, uh, uh, what was that contract that Casey's quarterback signed for? It was like $120 million? No, it was $500 million. $500? Yeah, $500 million. He bought the damn Royals afterwards. I mean, come on, dude. Is that the, I want to be on a plantation if that's how it works. <laughs> I mean, it is incredible. The funniest part about this to me is he's acting as though football itself is 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 victim of the video game right it's incredible right that the that football choose it or not it the violence of football is made much worse by dehumanizing it in a video game form oh so i see this guy played call of duty i I, (laughs) played mortal Kombat. what do you think think this is you think football is a violent video game are you kidding me i want to also take a second because i always trust the experts i trust the science I, I invite people, whenever you're on Twitter, you take a look at the numbers, right? This guy's tweet, the first one, got 159 retweets, 487 likes, 13,200 <laughs> quote retweets. Hell yeah! Like, that is a new strain of ratio. It's incredible. You get, like, a, like multiple orders of magnitude more quote retweets of people being like, look at this dumbass. And at last check, I don't know if this is going to hold, but at last check, he tweeted it and rolled like he didn't know response, which I actually, actually, I appreciate that. Like the guy just drops a nuclear take and then it's like, all right, That's back, the thing is like, back to doing whatever. Because I, I totally understand if the purpose is like, because I mean, no one understands this better than me of like, you want to just throw a grenade, bounce, just like 
make as many people mad as possible and leave. Like, you know, I'm going to go have lunch. I'm going to have a great day do. ahead of me. Just throw a grenade in the room. Yes. Piss everyone off. So if that was his motivation, he doesn't actually believe this, good for him. But if he actually believes this, yeah, he is. Totally I would moral. say if if that's what this guy did, I'd like to have him on the show. If he was like, oh, no, that, that's all bullshit. But the sad I just thing is I actually went through say. his tweets and, like, he has always been a moron. Like, he's oh. always believed in all the dumbass shit. Well, of course, he's a college professor. That's just kind of the, comes with you the You can't trust those people. Right? It's just, it's tough. It's really tough. So, fellas, this might be our last show. It is our last show before the end of the year. And uh, there's some things to think about. Um, Let me ask this. Number one, what's everyone's resolution here? Do you have a resolution? You know, everybody does like the weight loss and the personal fitness. I think that shit's so narcissistic. I don't, I actually don't give a shit. You know what I want? Uh, This is the resolution. I'm committed to try to see it out. I want to make sure that as many people who I think would be inspired by the variety program can hear the variety program in 2022. I like that. I know that we've got, first of all, the best audience in the entire world. Yeah. We've got the most active audience in the entire world. And, you know, we've been number one, so it's not like we're lacking. But I want to make sure there is tons of people out there, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who would laugh their asses off every single day if they had an opportunity to listen to this that don't know it exists. Yeah. So I think that's my resolution. That's what, make so sure we, we, we didn't that. even discuss this before the show. And I, usually I'm like, okay, I think resolutions are awful. You know, most people don't stick to it. What are you going to do? But I was like, I'm going to sincerely commit myself to make sure Ruthless is not just like the number one political podcast. I want to hit number one, like overall. I love that. In the next year. I love that. Because you hear all, like whenever we go out, we meet the we meet our listeners, best folks, salt of the earth, gr- you know, absolutely great people. And they tell their friends, like, oh, my coworkers love this now. You know, we yeah. all have a laugh. Or everyone, you know, when I'm driving with, they all think it's hilarious. So that's what I'm committed to is keep putting out that hot content, get everybody. To, it's so good that they have to tell their friends and family. I love that. So uh, my resolution, my ruthless resolution would be uh, sing worse. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I don't think you could. I mean, well, you could. You have the voice of an angel, Duncan. Get angrier. Get angrier. Yeah, no, angrier. there's no question. We're not angry, angry enough. I support that. Um, and, you know, I mean, maybe, like, develop another game or two. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. That's a good okay, one. Okay, so new, so new and, and different content. I'm noodling on a couple ideas. I like it. Um, I like it a lot. That's the greatest thing about the holidays. You get a little bit of time to think. It's true. I've actually gotten some ideas myself over the holidays. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what I got to say is when it comes to games, I hope you, you, you act as judge and jury because you are always fair, <laughs> unbiased, and provide sound judgment. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Right before a game. Now. Yeah, let's play a game. <laughs> <laughs> smug, smug engaging in some some subtle uh, jury tampering. Yeah, I think it's outrageous. I think it's outrageous. Well, let's play King of the Hill. Okay. Uh, who do we have this week? Smug? Well, we Holmes stole my girl, Sherry Jacobus, last okay. week. Um, and ended up beating my other girl, Jen Rubin. So this week I'm bringing... You know, someone who has dropped a lot of nuclear takes, um, really kept in the mix online, and and I think you know can't be beat, folks. I'm being Radio Free Tom, Tom Nichols. Wow, back with Radio, f- and you're good at delivering Radio Free. Yeah, Tom. that's a nice mind melt. I mean, it's that's easy, good mind melt. It's easy to work with the material. You know, it speaks for itself. Elitist. Well, so, so you got you got Sherry Jacobus. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna lead. One one little wrinkle in today's program. Unfortunately, we do not have our great announcer. 
Yeah, he's taking some well, well deserved uh, rest on that beautiful set of pipes that he's got. Yeah, yeah. So apologies to the fans. There will be no ringside music. So we're just going to get right into round one. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to lead with hot, hot fire. Um, I think I found the core of Sherry. Like, I think I found what broke her brain. Okay. It, it's an amazing tweet. This is like her Citizen Kane Rosebud yeah, moment? this is Rosebud. Wow. This is Rosebud. So she's RTing somebody who, you know, is talking about all kinds of nonsense. And, I mean, literally, it's just a generic account with 173 followers. Hell yeah. <laughs> so she RTs this. And says, I've been seeing through Trump's bullshit since the summer of 2015. That's why I became a target and why he ordered Fox and later CNN to blacklist me. (laughs) This crazy person believes sincerely that it was not her talent. No. Not her appearances on this these programs. No, it was orchestrated it from was the top. Orchestrated by the <laughs> president of the United States that her contributorship to CNN, of all places, was banned by Donald J. Trump. <laughs> that that's how much sway Donald Trump has on the content of CNN. I mean, the Fox thing is insane. For those of us who know a little bit the way the Fox is operating, that's insane. That's insane. That's insane. But 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 say say that's possible. Let's but, say that's possible. But let's say it's possible. Then to add CNN <laughs> to the list. <laughs> the idea the idea that they are beholden to Donald Trump. It's amazing. <laughs> the guy's just fucking first class content. Oh, God, I missed her. That's oh, great. So good. Okay, so Radio Free Tom, as we all know, is one of these clowns who purport to be the true conservatives, you know, uh, the never Trumpers who are just far more conservative than 99% of Republicans, if they are Republicans in theory anymore, uh, and spent a year basically just like championing Joe Biden. Uh, and for conservatives being like, oh, we need more heavy-handed government. We need more restrictions. We need more mandates. Uh, this tweet, all of a sudden, great about face. December 28th, 10 p.m. To get a handle on what Fauci said, imagine we were talking about traffic deaths. Question, could we drastically reduce highway deaths if we lower the speed limit to 30? Answer, yes, but that would paralyze the country. Question, so we're trading off deaths for other policy goals? Answer, well, yes. <laughs> the Balls of these people. Yeah. I mean, how many times did you see that metaphor last year from con- from actual conservatives being like, uh, we're really going to shut down the entire economy when you have like a, a 99% survivability rate? Could we, we could make right. cars go at 30 miles an hour. And then everyone's like, wow, you you want you and Trump want us to die for the stock market? Right. That, that calculation now is not only reasonable, it's necessary. Oh, yeah. Now it's necessary yeah. to make that calculation. A year ago, it was you had blood on your hands. <laughs> You had blood on your hands. I mean, Amazon can't get me my things in my Brooklyn apartment in two days, folks. We have to have trade-offs. Wow. Well, that is a very good radio-free Tom on-brand Very very on-brand. 
I just don't think it could compare to Donald Trump got me fired from CNN. <laughs> and for that reason, Holmes wins round one. <laughs> so bonkers. So bonkers. But did you lead with the heat? Like, does, is, is that all you got? It's Sherry. Okay. I mean, one trick pony, let's be honest. That was a different trick. Pal. So here's, here's what I got. Okay. This is, this is next level misuse of internet. This is like a specific ultra Tom Nichols. Appealing to the judge and, and jury. And boomer moment. This is so oh, rad. God. I love this so much. News on, quote, why does the Washington Post make me keep signing in to see Twitter articles thread? Solved, all caps, at least for me. <laughs> Customer service sent me a link for a password reset. <coughs> I did that. Signed into the app. Then it went to Twitter. Clicked on a story, signed in, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> He's live tweeting his boomer moment. It is. He's like, I'm having a boomer crisis, folks. I just want to see my Washington Post article. When I click on the link, why does it ask me for my password? I know I wrote it down somewhere. It might be in the drawer upstairs. I'm just picturing him with. I'm, I'm, picture, I'm picturing him fumbling around the living room trying to find his readers. Oh, yeah. He's got to put. <laughs> And it's and it's Tom Nichols doing it too. So so uh, judge and jury is going to require the evidence. Can you slack that to me real quick? Absolutely. I just I just want to be able to enjoy. Oh yeah. Oh, I want to frame this. It's that beautiful. It it does need. It does need. Mm, Okay. Okay. There you go. It Mm. alters my strategy a little bit. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with um, Sherry also has a misuse of the internet. Wow. Good luck fighting fire with fire on this. She also has a misuse of the internet in in two different ways. Um, She posts a screenshot of a... You know how Urban Dictionary does basically like the dictionary of of like commonly used phrases that are basically like not fit for public consumption right right, right? i mean they yeah slang every, every sexual uh yeah. term that you can imagine that's like where you go to figure out what that is right. urban dictionary and then what happens is people alter it and like do alternative definitions happens almost all the time when it involves politics side, side note there's one on aaron rupar which is hilarious i <laughs> highly recommend going to urban dictionary and looking up a, a rupar <clears throat> well what 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 initially made urban dictionary was their definition of santorum if you recall which Ugh. was a real tough one. don't look that up don't look that one up but anyway when it involves politics you get all kinds of like reply right, guys right, that right. change the definition yeah. so there is a definition on let's go brandon that's on the Urban Dictionary. That's an accurate description of Let's Go. I like where, I like where this is going. <laughs> the the altered definition is code used among LGBT Republicans to identify others when being out is not socially acceptable in their political circles. Let's Go Brandon serves as a rainbow flag on the right. And then they use the, the term ace knew immediately that Gary was someone he could ask on a date when he saw Gary post Let's Go Brandon <laughs> on social media. Okay, wait. Are They're we... trying to sigh up Let's Go Brandon? Right, right, right. So she posts that uh, screen cap, Urban Dictionary. Right. 
right? Right. <laughs> and, and, and tweets it out. And then a few hours later, retweets her initial tweet. Yep. So so we've yep. got we've got a double so down. So it's not even her content at all. No commentary. It's basically other content. Correct? Like she it's has, not Sherry. She has, has no authorship over anything. Not even a comment, not even a, a statement. It's I just think like it says what you needed to say because oh, okay. this is a woman who's now a, a tool of the left that doesn't mind uh going hard in the paint against gays. <laughs> but I but I do appreciate yes, I, I appreciate that wrinkle in it. Holmes, like that makes it really good, but then also just like the des the like the desperation. Let's find a way to get yeah, these guys uh, off of this. Right, scent. right, and you've seen this a lot on on left wing Twitter. That is like, remember when they they tried to get Thank You Brandon to trend? Oh yeah, it's the saddest shit. Oh, it's so bad, <laughs> so bad. She's a part of the pile on that. Um, okay, I need to review the evidence that. Smug gave me here. Oh my god, it is that good. <laughs> what we, I want to just read it again. I just want just I, read it again. You can read News it again. on why does the Washington Post make me keep signing in to see Twitter articles thread solved at least for me. Customer service sent me a link for a password reset. I did that. Signed into the app, then went to Twitter, clicked on a story, signed in, and it worked. <laughs> he just literally can't sign into the site. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, wait, wait, it's literally so, just a password. <laughs> he just has to log in. It's th- so okay. <laughs> Number one, he's got to find his Oliver Peoples. He's trying to can't you know can't see like he it's used to. He, he forgot Where the did password. Oliver Peoples become he, a boomer he, thing. Those he, are sweet sunglasses. Uh, well, well, they're glasses for old folks. I mean, really? Come on. Yeah, they are. Now. Sunglasses they are, now. are tight. I mean, hey, maybe we're turning to old folks. Yeah, well, yeah, saying tight according is kind of old. According to Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> And then he's got to walk. <laughs> he's got to walk upstairs to like the little notebook where he keeps his passwords. So, what really does it for me here? You, you didn't mention this smug, but when he says news on the why does the Washington Post make me keep signing in to see Twitter articles thread? The why it's in quotes. Why does the Washington Post make keep me keep signing in Wait, to see Twitter articles? Wait, you mean like he Googled thread. that? No, no, no. What I'm saying is... It's an event. It's an event. The it's an event. He, think, this is, he thinks this is content that people are so interested in. His his ability to sign into the site that there's an act... He has made a thread It's a it. thing. It's an ongoing saga. It's, it's an ongoing saga that he has to keep people updated about. Which is the most boomer aspect of it's, the entire so thing, much. and that's the reason why Smug wins. Right? Let's a, go. It is a well-reasoned decision. I can't disagree with it. That's beautiful thing. Wow. I'm really glad I got a peek at the evidence there. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Um, all right, so Sherry, my Sherry. Um, what's important to this is the timing. Okay. Christmas Eve. Oh, my God. On Christmas re- Eve... Uh, Sherry, do, you have a, do you have a time? Uh, it's at uh, around the lunch hour. Okay. 12, 12.17, you know. Kind of like when you're just gathering, getting dinner ready for, you know, you do, like the family's right. cooked, maybe making cookies. There's things that need to be done, wrapping, though. There's you know, errands to be run. Yeah. You're doing stuff. Right. You're doing stuff. This is what Sherry's doing. But it's also in Christmas Eve a time of reflection, uh-huh. you know, and like your family and yeah. being humble about things. Right. She retweets a woman by the name of Patsy Pearl, uh, who has a hundred and... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. She has 27 followers. 
I, I, I do, you know, I appreciate that she's a real woman of the people. <laughs> she has 27 followers. Sherry, uh, this woman replies to one of Sherry's tweets and she says, you're right. You are right. Exclamation point. Sherry on Christmas Eve quote tweets that and says simply, evergreen, evergreen tweet. That's, that's she got. Oh, Patty. Evergreen tweet. Oh, Patty. You are I got right. this. Oh, man. This is, oh, so this is so easy. I just think the context for it is so good. Christmas Eve. It took 30 minutes to explain that, and that's all we got? Oh. I do like the visual. You know, you ever seen the, the meme of somebody patting themselves on the back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve. Oh. So this is, to me, and I saved this for last. This is quintessential Tom Nichols. Okay. It's everything. It's hypocrisy. It's dripping elitism. It's I'm smarter than everybody else. You're all morons. He tweets, uh, a nurse is discussing uh, N95 masks. Mm -hmm. And Tom says, this is the point I was making about N95s. Suddenly pushing them as if a nation of chin-diapering nitwits are going to wear fitted N95s properly is not only city, silly, it's a misallocation of time and money at this point. But it looks like doing something. So, here we go again. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. So is he... Oh. he He's says, saying there's no, there's no point to try to mandate the N95s because... Well, these people, they're just such rubes. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a nation of chin diapering nitwits. And they're not going to wear N95s properly. It's a misallocation of time and money. But it looks like doing something. So here we go again. So he's kind of anti-mask, anti-Biden at that he's point. He's anti-everyone who isn't Tom Nick. No, what, like, he, what he wants is punitive measures against people who are unvaccinated. He, that's what he wants. That's what he, he wants penal colonies around the, the United that's States. The, that's the, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that's what he actually wants. Mm -hmm. Wow. Radio free, Tom. I mean, you can't beat that, dude. Welcome back. It's great to see you. You are our champion. Let's Smug wins. Go. Oh, Let's go. I can't believe it. I mean, I, 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 knew. I don't feel like I don't feel like I got uh, we're going to he's going to attack the judge and no, jury I'm not. again. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't think I just don't feel like I got the kind of appreciation for her saying that you are right is an evergreen tweet on Christmas. So he says you don't no, know how to do your job. Home, look, like, look, it, it was good. <laughs> it was a good, it was a good tweet. And it's, yeah, it, it is surprising that somebody who is so incredibly wrong so frequently is so proud of herself. But I mean, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. The decision I just, is the decision. The decision is the decision That's and it's right. final. We'll live with it. We'll live with it. I go down. Sherry, Sherry, my Sherry. And and you know what? Another great game. Another great King of the Hill to close out the year. Another great episode, gentlemen. Absolute banger, if I can say so myself. Thanks again to all our listeners. I mean, you are so appreciated. Uh, so until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you next year. Stay ruthless. <laughs>